within a bleak and dismal swamp, hidden beneath its murky waters, lies the headquarters of the most sinister villains of all time, the Phantom Zone Podcast. The podcast will come to order. The purpose of the podcast is to align our powers against the forces of good and defeat them, leaving us the rulers of the world, the five most villainous people on earth, the nefarious Connor McGraw, the sinister Arlen Harrow, the wicked Alan Muir, the frigid Hunter Davenport, and not to mention the brilliant leadership of myself, Chris Smith. Let's talk about some Supergirl guys. All right. Uh, I I hate Ian Gomez now. Say that again. Snapper car. Oh. Oh. He was a real asshole. <laughs> okay, I thought he's so you hate him in the way that you're supposed to hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. When you refer to him as Ian Gomez, I'm like, what did the actor do? And yeah. He did a pretty good job. Did Did he drown your kitten or something? But yeah, he he uh, he he did a very good job of being uh, face punchable. Uh, so yeah, well, he's supposed to be the I guess office villain, as it were. Yeah, yeah, he he did a very good job of um, being emasculating and being just an all around dick. Um, very enjoyable and also angering, as as you. Suggested, Alan, and, uh, yeah. Well, when they were first talking about bringing him on, they said he was going to be the, the Cat Grant of the show. Like, he would be be taking that, that type of role. Yeah. And, Cat had, Flockhart's portrayal of Cat Grant had a lot of redeeming qualities. Yeah. That, I think that he's taking all the less redeeming qualities. He's he's going to make the jokes at other characters' expense, while Jimmy will douse out the meaningful advice. He'll be the one to you know lift up a given scene and you know encourage characters to get along and to do what they do best and all that. Him and um, John Jones will probably fill that role. But Snapper gets to be the one that gets to make mean jokes at other people's expense. Like I said, he gets to make fun of Kara and other characters on the show. But I see what you mean. She was sort of a two things in one. There was a specific line in this episode that really had me going, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Yes. When he was like, I was under the under the impression I had full creative control. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's weird for me. The accuracy as far as journalism in this season is far better than it was last season, but it's still inaccurate. Uh, if you're if you're in charge of editorial, you still have to answer to people. So I don't know where he gets off thinking that he had full control. But uh, yeah. It's interesting the the way that they're using him to sort of just make mean comments sometimes with no real reason behind them. It's sort of just to give Jimmy something to do, 
give him a, a reason to be in the episode. But I, I again, I enjoyed it. Like I think you're not supposed to get too deep into Snapper's character. He's sort of meant to be that harsh comic relief in the episode. But I, I don't know. Chris, do you have any thoughts on Snapper in particular? Um, not really. Like, he didn't really stand out to me this episode. Like, this past episode just wasn't... It's hard to live up to the first couple episodes of Supergirl this season. Yeah. I think... Like, this past episode kind of... It was good introducing um, the Thanagarian? No. No, Daxian. 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 Yeah. Like, other than that, or, though, like, it kind of dragged on, in my opinion. I don't know, I I thought that this episode was, um, it was leaning really hard on a message, which I, I kind of liked. Um, I, I wrote down in my notes, this is a very Star Trek episode, um, in so many I ways. I can see that. Uh, and it's, it's all about one sort of central theme and it's really about giving you that theme over and over again um and i thought that that was well done but i could see why somebody might think the episode was a little bit boring or that it dragged on because it kind of did in parts um and i thought for, for one there wasn't enough linda carter uh to be quite honest um they introduced the president of the united states as this inspiring figure. I forgot about the president part. Yeah. And I immediately... Linda Carter. uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. I did love Kara fangirling. Like, totally out of control fangirling. But yeah. And and that was really well done because it's one of those things where you can tell that she's fangirling a little bit in real life as well as on the show. Um, So I love that part. But I thought there wasn't enough of her. And I... Partially because I thought she was actually doing a really good job. Um, you know, with these older actors coming on, you can't always assume they're going to be like um, John Wesley Shipp. You know, you can't assume that. You can't, you know, automatically... Yeah, you just got to take a chance and hopefully it plays well. Yeah, and that they themselves still hold up as an actor. That They still... Uh, did they say on how long Linda Carter's going to be in Supergirl? I feel like it's just going to be a recurring part. Uh, I saw what you did there. Say what? Nothing. I said nothing. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, recurring. Because like that little bit where the little like uh, the little eyes glow red, like yeah, I was like, Bish. I how does that play into? I don't know. I was, mean, I, I know we aren't going to talk like about Agents Martian? of Shield, but this episode was that like Martian status. Or, that wasn't like Martianized, though. That's no, thing. she's some other random alien. This yeah, I think so this episode reminded me a lot of the Agents of Shield episode this week, which I know we can't go too deep I, into, but it's yeah, I watch it so it's very yeah, I, similar. I actually watched it like an hour ago. Yeah. Okay, well, so Alan, you talk about talk about it. Tell me, tell me about it. So there's this. Okay, so basically, um, the new head of Shield on television, he reveals himself to be an Inhuman, and it sort of has a similar. There's sort of just a similar threat throughout this 
whole season of, oh, the person in charge is not who he seems to be. And that's that's really what that is. Um, okay, what was I going to say? Um, but yeah, I think that's just a throwaway thing. I don't think we're going to have much to do with this Linda Carter being an alien thing. Um, I think it's, if it does come up again, it'll come up in like the finale maybe. And she'll be like part of a race that's taking over the planet. Although I think if it does come in big, it'll come in during... So we're going to get a bit of a scroll maybe? Huh? We're going to get like a scroll invasion basically almost? Or more of a White Martian? I was thinking... I guess, yeah, White Martian. I was thinking more of the four-part crossover. She might be a dominator. Or like a dominator in disguise. Um, I don't know much about the dominators. I don't know if they're shapeshifters or not. But you never know. Maybe they... They they could be. Maybe just White Martians are coming. Yeah, I guess. That could be. But... She didn't the look fact like that there was only like one that was like kind of locked up supposedly. Who knows what happened to that after? Yeah, that was in the cave, not the new place. But so. her, there, that that white Martian's transformation was different. This I might need to rewatch yeah. this Supergirl again. But she looks like something we haven't seen before, which is what yeah, makes me yeah. think she could be a. I kind of hope it is something new, though. I really do, because yeah. then we get some more in depth, as it were, rather yeah. than repeat the same old stuff. And if you're the Dominators. Yeah having the president be under your control is helpful. And also the dominators thing is metahumans. So it could be that the dominators are doing something with metahumans and aliens in both of these universes or, you know, it's so many things. So the chances of it being some possibilities. Yeah. Or it's just a throwaway and we'll never go. We'll never revisit again. It's just like a, okay, Linda, Carter is playing the president, and she's also an alien. So, bam. And that's a fun little... I mean, that might have an excuse for her to show up again, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, and it's literally five seconds after she makes a Wonder Woman joke, and I feel like that's why they put it right there, so nobody would remember that after she just made an invisible plane joke. Yeah. Which I, I laughed at a lot. Speaking of, speaking of invisible, here I am. Connor. Hi. Hello. Yes. Hello. I've been girl. here the whole time. Super yes. Girl was really good. That's been a fun conversation. Well, okay, we'll, we'll wrap up Supergirl as quickly as we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to just go through my notes and whatever feels uh, oh, appealing. Oh, we got we to talk about the cliffhanger. What was the cliffhanger? I, I actually don't remember. Martian. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so they Megan introduced Megan Morse. Yeah, yeah, they Megan introduced Morse. Martian Girl, um, which was cool. Martian Lady Hunter. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Martian Lady Hunter Davenport. <laughs> yeah. Why is he not here for that dynamite joke? He will hear it someday. Um. Yeah. I even liked the scene where she. Sh- yeah, you can you can tell that she's she knows who. Well, yeah, you know, she's like, I gotta go. Yeah, but well, I'm not. Oh, go ahead, Alan. I only knew the, knew this because I watched um, Young Justice, but 
in all continuity of the comics, was Megan Morse a white Martian? Um, I think that's... Like posing as a, a green Martian? No, I think that's... I don't... Okay, I don't know enough about Martian Girl. I don't know enough, because, like, Young Justice was my introduction to the character. But I feel like that might be a Young Justice-only thing. I, I feel like it is. I don't know if that's how it is later on, and but it's it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to have in here at some point, and the idea of you know maybe they connect and they bond and they, you know, a connection between a white Martian and a green Martian is an interesting storyline nonetheless. Um, well, she was a green Martian though in this, isn't she? Yeah, but she could be pretending she she's a shapeshifter. They're all shapeshifters, so a white Martian shapeshifting into a green Martian isn't completely unbelievable. Um, True. So, yeah. Can I make a comment about the appearance of uh, Jones for a minute here? Yeah. The first time, I don't know for a reason was, first time I saw this, uh, the effect for Martian Manhunter that didn't look like total shit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was up a bit. It looked a lot better. Usually it looks all weird and kind of PS2-y. Yeah. Um, floating. Okay, I uh, just wikied uh, Megan Moore's. She is a, she, she is a white Martian. She's always been one in every... Yeah. yeah okay, that's interesting. Yeah, she probably is. Yeah, she's, only been ar- she's only been around for like 10 years. Okay. Like Jeff Johns and Tony Daniel introduced her in uh, Teen Titans... All right. Okay. She's gonna Harrison Wells it. Yeah, but I, yeah. more like more like season two Harrison, so Harry. But because I feel like she, yeah, she'll turn evil for a second and then she'll turn good again. I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, that might play into if she is indeed a white Martian. That might play into our theory earlier where it was there are gonna be white Martians coming. Yeah, I, I feel like that's something. That's a good. That's a good season two finale. That's a good, that's that's a, a good plot line that they can use. Especially but. if... I feel like part of this season is Kara making peace with other aliens. And, like, I think that... Yeah, it, it seems to be an expanding the universe. Yeah. And the idea of, well, at the end of the season, she has, like, ten other aliens on her side, all with powers, and she has to... and they and her have to fight off the White Martians, that's a great way to... That's a great finale right there. Just full-on war with the White Martians and whatever yeah, other... Basically her old uh, Legends team, but with aliens. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that fire girl shows up again and she becomes a hero. And I... So I thought the villain was pretty... Eh, you know, it's like most of the middle-of-the-road villains. Yeah, it was... It was Are we going to talk about the real villain of the episode, Lena Luthor? Oh, yeah. Was she even in the... The, uh, the device Oh, with to, the scanner? Yeah, the scanner. The, med- the MetaHuman No Lard apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was... Except it, it wasn't an uh, app, it was a... a it was like some print. No, yeah. it was basically a, uh... Well, it was a skin test, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a skin yeah. test. It's a thumbprint test. It's it's interesting because, like, Kara, the version of the world she suggests with this is very dystopian. Uh, of, you know, people being stopped on the streets to have their skin tests and all that. And it was, 
it was interesting. Again, this is part of the whole Star Trek part of this episode. It's very Star Trek leaning on, you know, the rights of people and all this, you know, stuff. And it's yeah. it's really present throughout the episode. Connor's all for it and like very everyone else political. around her is like, yeah, whatever. No, we should have them all identified. Yeah. Um it's it's not really a new storyline though. I mean, they've had that in both Marvel and DC. Yeah. For wanting to have everyone exposed to whatever for security's sake, I guess. <laughs> Civil War Two sucks. I'm sorry. I <laughs> it's fine. It's fine that you say that. I haven't read it, and I've only heard bad things. Yeah, we're not gonna argue. Um, some fun things. Uh, they introduced what I'm calling magic paper. Um, uh. You mean, this, you mean the psychic paper from Doctor Who? Yeah, it's it's, it's literally, <laughs> literally the same what it thing. <laughs> it's that's why I call it magic paper, not. Which th- I know hers had a button though. Yeah, hers it's has. This will not be the first time this episode I bring up comparisons between CW shows and Doctor Who. So. I know. I mean, I don't think this is, uh, will be an episode where we don't bring up a Doctor Who and CW show comparison. Yeah, I think the only one we haven't was Luke Cage, uh, and we might have done it there. I just don't remember because it's it's so much. Um, but yeah, magic paper. I don't want to call it science paper because that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound cool. But, um. That sounds like an assignment. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Danvers, where's your science paper? Uh, am I late? Yeah. Uh, another little thing. I thought the music was on point in this episode. Like, really, really strong. But the music is always great in these shows. But first time I've ever really noticed it in Supergirl outside the opening theme. Um, Blake Neely is one hard-working musician. Like, oh god, yes. Like he, he he must not sleep. That's the only thing that <laughs> that makes sense. Like he's it's just... funny because before this, yeah, he was also doing the Mentalist. Hmm. It's interesting. Still, like all all four of these shows are basically in production at the same time. Like he he must right. have never left his studio. Yeah, like he has to be he has to be producing multiple themes at once. Like, I'll just do Legends right now, but and all that, yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just doing it all the Quick, Athun, right now. Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining that Blake Neely is, is uh, Jason Siegel's character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just, just in his underwear eating a giant bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, anything more about say Supergirl? Um, I'm just gonna read off a bunch of stuff. Uh, Alien Roadhouse, uh, which I liked. Um, and then I don't know what <laughs> oh, this is in sorry. reference to, but uh, I said at some point I'll show you passion. I, I don't know what that is, but um, I think it was something with Alex and Maggie Sawyer. Probably. Um, oh yeah, they're gonna totally bang. Oh oh, totally. <laughs> That that is one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Dax Knight is charming for having no qualms about having uh, gay and bisexual characters. They, they yeah. don't give a shit. They, they don't awesome. really. Yeah, they don't care at all, which is great. Well, but wasn't um, oh, what's her face? Um, Batwoman? No. Ah, uh, Legends. Um, Katie Lots, uh, White Canary. Yeah. yeah. Why, wasn't she already like that? So like, when she's like, oh, we're gonna have. They've ramped it up this season. She just seems like she's yeah. Just everywhere. 
Remember, she just, like, just, whatever. I don't she care. She did get snart last season. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said. Like, because they, they made a big deal about, like, oh, we have a, a new character. Um, it's going to be a... a an, uh, yeah, a, Supergirl a character. character. And I'm like, don't you already have one? Like, why is it a big deal? Yeah, but it's on the Supergirl show proper. That's the Okay, difference. so it's, it's not... Okay, so because yeah. it's not a Supergirl show, there's an additional show. They don't count it as part of one Arrowverse. Right, they don't care... They know well, that... Super, well, remember, Supergirl is an Arrowverse. The, yeah. It's unconfirmed at this point, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're going to have a crossover. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they, but they need their own. Mm, they can't... Fair enough. I don't know. They can't copycat. Or they're going to have to copycat. Yeah. Like... Copycat go? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get out. The only thing that Supergirl needs now is Arson Walls. <laughs> Wait. No, well, they I mean, don't. We've established there's they a Harrison Walls on every Earth, so like, we might as well throw him on that show, too. Yeah. I hope it's the mine. I, it better be the mine. Well, this Harrison Walls... I, I love... I love... Even though, I'm, well, well, even though we're going to get to that later, I should say I love when... That just ran, that random line of you can't trust mimes. Yeah. I mean, we're already on the topic of Flash. Might as well just jump into it. Well, yeah. I just wanted to... Yeah. I guess. Also, Harrison Wells in the Supergirl universe definitely works at Big Belly Burger. It's the only thing that makes sense. So... <laughs> um, but yeah. Is Big Belly Burger Wait, established in Super, Supergirl? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. Because one... Jimmy Olsen had a line in the first season was like, yeah, I love Big Belly Burger. Yeah. Burger. Uh... Okay, I got one last note for Supergirl, and then we can move on. And it was, a uh, She does the Wonder Woman spin at some point in the episode. Oh, yeah, that little, yeah, like... The, that thing. And I, like, I wasn't sure if I was, like, imagining things. Like, if she always says it when she goes to the Supergirl clothes, or it was just this episode. No, it was this episode, because they okay, had Wonder Woman was, on. Yeah. And she had to do the spin. And it, you know, CW is also doing something else well. It's these constant um, uh, references and uh, homages to all their old shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, yeah it, it, remember, solid ways. Like, it's not always like a wink and a nudge. Like, they're like, here's Linda Carter, and here's John Wesley Ship, and here's Mark Hamill, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And it's just, it's constant. Dean Cain. Dean yeah. Cain. I feel like it, it gets better. I feel like in like a year or two, it's, it wouldn't be out of the possibility I mean, to have They might as well just have. Uh, Earth 1980 with all of them in a Justice League. Oh my god, you don't know how much I would love that. <laughs> I still remember, like it was yesterday, when on, on the uh, Booster Gold episode of Smallville, when he, when Clark was inside the phone booth and he did the Linda, the Linda Carter sort of thing where he, he did his, his form of a twirl. Oh yeah. Yeah, his little phone booth thing. Yeah, yeah and it's that awesome zip up. Uh, yeah. Superman suit? The the black suit with the... No, the red one. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. He did have a red one. I, I actually love that suit a lot. Like, I kind of forgot. I tried, I, I tried to buy one of those. Turns out jacket. they are very expensive. I believe you. <laughs> that red leather. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to Supergirl, unless somebody has, like, a final Supergirl thought that they, they want to bring up. Nope, I just want to talk about red leather and... Uh... 
Go fast. Great. Red awesome. leather and white symbols and lightning and uh, yeah. Yep. That's all I want. Um. Okay, I feel like we got to start with Mirror Master. Um. Who are the or the return of Snart? Well, yeah. Hey, you, need like, of, you need fifteen quotation marks around the return of Snart because. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not they, back. It's still technically in back. They cheated, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's it's not even Captain Cold yet. He's he's just Leonard Snart at this point, and I didn't I didn't love it because it did it confuse all, what, me. Five seconds. Say what? It was all of what five seconds? Yeah, probably? maybe like not even a minute at most, and it yeah, was. It was we need more snort in our lives. Yeah. Like, I get that. I know, I'm, getting, kind of, I'm getting a little impatient waiting for him to show up finally on Legends, but kind of, mm. this is nice. I like it. First of all, any appearance by him is great because every line he says is dripping with, like, cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. He's filming the show that that gave him any notoriety at all, so I, I'm I'm all right. Wait, what about, what about Prison Break? That's what I mean. Oh. Okay, I thought you were talking about this show, and I'm no, like, he's this show. Prison Break is what gave him notoriety. Let's make that clear. So, so is uh, Mick Rory. I know. Those two are I only notable. I that show's that. finished filming. I saw a teaser for that. God knows how long ago. I, it's not airing until, like, January or something, so. Good God. And they, yeah. It was on in the break room the other day, and I was like, wait, are we watching Legends of Tomorrow, or are we watching some other show? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Prison Break is a show I watched. I think I watched every episode of. I can't remember. It's the only thing I remember about Prison Break is Fibonacci. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. Yeah, Prison Break to me is like the TV version of Fast and the Furious. Um, in because Brent Spiner, not Brent Spiner, uh, Brett Ratner. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, Brett Ratner is actually not a bad producer. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm willing to admit that he's not a good director, but he's. Yeah, don't, don't, let him, don't let him make anything, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're way off track. Uh, the Flash, Mirror um, Master, Mirror Master. Okay, so I, I like this interpretation of Mirror Master. This, yeah, like kind of pompous, uh, suit wearing, like just hardened criminal. Yeah, and top. Here's the thing. I didn't love uh, them. I didn't like her at all. Honestly, I thought she just. Eh. I, I get these shows are kind of hammy, and that's part of why I love them. But like everything she said, I was like, go back and do it again. Yeah. Every time she was in, when she, they first introduced her in the prison cell or the prison, <laughs> that prison room, I was thinking, is she really gonna go for the the uh, Harley Quinn? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's very similar. I I didn't like either of them when they were alone, to be honest. I only liked their scenes together, because th- I felt like they had chemistry. But every single time they were alone, I thought they fell flat, personally. Especially since the advertising for this episode sold him as almost like the new head of the rogues, as sort of a Leonard Snart replacement. Which is, it's a high bar, admittedly. If you if you come for the king, you bet, you best not miss. Uh, I feel like he's gonna be, he's gonna be used again soon. He's one his power is too cool to pass up multiple usages, which is one of my favorite things about this is that um, his abilities were being highlighted in a really cool way. Yeah. Also, 
I mean, he was the he was the of all the villain villains they could have chosen for just Zeke Doom, they chose him for Flash. Yeah. They didn't choose Kevin Cole. They didn't choose Heat Wave or Trickster, or Weather Wizard, or Pie Piper. Yeah. Or Music Meister. They brought a new one, which is nice. Yeah. Well, they wanted a classic. Like, I'm surprised they even took this long to get to Mirror Master. And I was so hav- happy that they mentioned the original uh, Mirror Master. Yeah, I Adam like McCullough, that too. When Harrison Wells says, "Yeah, we had one on our Earth called Evan McCullough," and he used some cut. Yeah. I think they were making. Were they referencing the the Flash 1990 series? I don't know if they were referencing this. I don't know if Mirror Master ever showed up in that. Let me check. But yeah, I I, I did was, enjoy I that they like were... a season. They only had like one season or two seasons. Of yeah, the... they only had yeah, one that season. That didn't last very long. Well, but they did here's, touch here's, most of the big guys. About that. Uh, the only reason that it got canceled is because they had they were, they didn't have funding to continue to to continue the show. Yeah, but I... and ironically, Wilson and Demayo came on at, on the. The Flash comic, and they just ruined it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I've never been able to watch that show just for reasons. But it, yeah, I don't well, know. The reverse Flash blue, I think. So what? Yeah. Yeah, the Reverse Flash was blue in the 1990s series. Wow, it's bad enough that Wesley Ship's costume made him look like a red tick. I was, but it was sure. also John Wesley Ship playing both characters. Yeah. <laughs> Which. Oh, uh, turns out that Mirror Master was on the Flash nine, uh, series series from 26 years ago. Yeah. And played by David Cassidy, of all people. Huh. Huh. And it was uh, interesting. Anyway, present time. Yeah, um, modern Flash. Um, yeah, I Mirror thought... Mirror cool as shit. We got Jesse Quick um, yeah. in proper. Yeah, she even got to say her name. And, and the line, oh my god, I've become Oliver. <laughs> I left oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was that was really good. Um, I wish he would have mentioned the, the crossbows. Yeah. There's a lot of... Whenever Oliver... I wasn't a fan of Kid Flash's brief appearance, and I'm much more of a fan of Jesse. Yeah. Uh, one, her suit isn't anywhere near as goofy as his. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the, it's the, um, <sighs> why am I blanking on the name right now? But it, it's the female villain from earlier in the show. Oh, yeah, Trajectory. It's, it's just, it's literally just a tra- Trajectory suit. I, I yeah. even sent a message and it's like, oh, it's literally just the same suit with a pin on it. Um, well, they did keep it because she evaporates, and I think it's shown on display like in that episode when she bursts into a yeah. blue dust. I just hope they washed it. Um, I really hope that Jesse is not <laughs> wearing some other little sweat. Why does it smell like burnt flesh? Uh, let me have that back for a second. Oh, uh, you weren't you were supposed to get this. You weren't supposed to get this now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Barry got trapped in a mirror, and then we get to see Caitlin Snow be some, do some killer frost shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no one else saw it. Uh, no, so. we got that, that, lot, that... Her identity's still a secret. Right. We also got that, 
uh, shot from the trailer from last week. Oh, uh, with the new Harry? No, 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 with uh, Iris saying, does this really make my butt look big? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Barry, like, I'm stuck in a mirror. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good, some good jokes in this episode. Um, some of the stuff, some of the Iris Barry Joe stuff was a bit cringy, but I guess. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the point. That felt very CW soapy. Um, yes. Oh, that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> and I, I just, I mean, they do I could soap. I some executive, like, it's been a long time since so we had some couples drama. Yeah. Yeah. We... Yeah, you're not going to see that on frequency. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, as we mentioned before, we got, which is always a, oh, a treat for me, multiple, multiple, multiple Harrison Wells. This is, this is. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I just thought of you, Connor, the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Western Harrison Wells was amazing. French Harrison Wells is awesome. And then we have our new, oddly effeminate, seemingly already untrustworthy Harrison Wells. Kind of hippie sounding. Yeah. Kind of hi- yeah. Hippie-ish, very new wavy, almost vaguely European. And then it comes in talking like Zoom. Hello, Earthlings. Yeah. As our official representative of Washington State, he was Washingtonian. That's how I would describe him. Uh, it, it's a very... I would call it... I mean, not even that, though. Like, probably more Portlandy. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> oh, okay, man, the difference no, there is, like, a very thin line. <laughs> like, I've been to... Like, Portland is right on the edge, but yeah. It's, like a dream catcher out of a beads, man. You know, to catch our dreams, man. Yeah. I read that message sent through the time stream, dude. Yeah, no, I've seen this guy walking around Seattle when I've been there. I've I've met this person, um, yeah. Um, he made you coffee at Starbucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, I fucking spelled my name wrong and everything. Yeah. Um, that's how that's how he felt to me. So I was instantly kind of annoyed. <laughs> but he is, and like we're already getting te- the, the teaser for next episode is like already like he has something to hide. I'm like, I yeah. mean, I, repetition is like works as far as like well if you have a Harrison Wells and like. Just by the laws of like, I don't know. Yeah, there. I don't think there is a Harrison Wells that Harrison Wells trustworthy. Hi. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be great if it's revealed that he is the monster hinted at in the episode. He turns into a kaiju. He's like the violator from Spawn. Oh, teaser, teaser, teaser. But uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. But yeah. Um, For those of you who don't know, that was Connor throwing up in his mouth. No, that was Connor very, being very close to putting his hand through his laptop because he realized that he had to watch the movie Spawn from 1997 last week and then had to wait on his emotions for it. <laughs> I feel you, brother. <laughs> I feel your pain. I, just so this you all know, I'm watching Spawn right now on mute. Spawn, but, uh, I'm just, I'm hurling a tornado of shit that moved tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. The Ma- cheese rises. I'm watching it right now, actually. It's on my TV oh. on mute. Oh, gosh. I hate myself. Hey. Um, anyway. if you want, hey, if you want to think, if you want to make that better, just put 
Kiss from a rose on. I'll make it automatically better. Watch the spawn animated. Fuck it. I'm saving it for tomorrow. Anyway, Flash. Yeah. Don't, uh, so yeah, Flash. So, um, so fucking mad talking about spawn. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Yeah, save it for tomorrow. Um, but yeah. I thought it was... Okay, so something I thought was really dumb was the stuff with Jesse and Wally. Yeah. Well, always back to being insufferable, so... Yeah. And the... Okay. Long-distance relationships, from my experience, and from uh, acknowledging other people's experiences, do not work out. How well do you think they work when you are in an entire other universe from the other person? 1% out of 99%. Like... It's like 1% or something like that. Like yeah. The probability of like it actually working out, and that's like if you actually care that much. Yeah. But... It, well, yeah, I was high on Wally. No. I was high on Wally again, and then like last week he threw himself in front of a moving car, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, brat, God, yeah, yeah." He became very annoying very quickly, and I thought that she was a little bit annoying when she was like, "Why won't you kiss me?" Basically, it's like, what? oh, you know, like when you said before, because this, I don't want Earth two herpes. It's very CWE stuff. This is probably the most CWE Flash episode I've ever seen. Yeah. Just wait till the musical. Look, I can't wait for that Buffy-esque musical. You shut your mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna skip that week. <laughs> but that's me. Um, Scrubs musical is one of my favorite episodes of television. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I, I agree. I don't like musicals in general, so... Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of musicals sir. either. I only like a handful of them. I usually detest most of them. Um, but I can't wait for that episode. This episode, I mean, like, outside the Harrison Wells stuff... Mirror Master kind of coming and going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there wasn't too many... wasn't a very revelatory episode. Yeah. Like, we got to see yeah, Barry be there smart. Was no, there's no Alchemy this week. There's no Tom Felton. Yeah, there is no Tom Felton. Yeah! I didn't realize that till you pointed it out. Um, I do have in my notes... How, how do you not notice a douche? <laughs> he's very... Uh, man, when he's... If there's one thing Tom Felton does well, it's just be a prick. I don't know what yeah. his innate ability, com- like where it comes from. Like it was bred into him because he's British. God, uh, he is, well, I think also eight like eight movies, like half your life of playing like a yeah, half your life of being a prick. It just shitty yeah. person. You can't, you can't scrub it off. Yeah, yeah. Like playing um, baby Darth Maul, that doesn't go away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting. I thought my scrub joke was great. Say what? Say that again? Nothing. Okay, uh, I, I don't know. There's not a lot of interesting stuff. There's some stuff going on with Joe that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, oh, him and that woman? Yeah, like. Generally, who's racking, he's racking up the IOUs? Yeah, he's, he's got those, uh, uh Wooga eyes throughout the episode, and it's. <laughs> and he just passes on it every single time. Yeah, and it's oh, just like, <laughs> dude, take it. She's she's she wants. He was it. very. He was very Tex Avery Wolf. Yes. At, at, there's one specific moment towards the beginning where he just looks at her for like a straight minute as she's walking away, and he's almost slack jawed. And it's like, dude, you know you want to. <laughs> you know you want. But, I like when good things happen to Joe. Anyway, so yeah. But I, I just is like when he says, "I don't know," it's family movie night with my kids. I was like, "Oh, 
Joe, no. Barry, who's like Barry, who is king of uh, screws things up for himself and everyone else. Barry walks up to me and he's like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, "Dude, go." Dude, even <laughs> I saw that fuck up. Yeah. Um. Barry's like, "Hey, I want to go back in time." I was like, "Stop." Yeah. He he. You know that's a time where it would have been helpful. Uh, for <laughs> once. <laughs> He goes yeah, in, but with Barry's luck, he goes back in time, and like time rates like show up and beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If we're, while there's this, we're talking about this episode in Flash in general. I have a question because we're probably going to end up segueing to Legends in a matter of moments anyway. Um, time rates. Mm. I have an issue with the time rates. All of a sudden, um, yeah, that they haven't shown up yet. No, they aren't in every episode of not Legends. For Barry, but like, okay, are time rates? A speed force time enforcement yeah, or a time enforcement? Because if that's the case, why hasn't Reverse Flash been scooped up and thrown into the fucking speed force? I think... No, they're, they're from their agents of the speed force. Like okay, well, Flash he's, is. he's literally running around history now murdering people left and right. I think the thing is that they just can't catch him. Like, he's... They just can't. I also think that he is essentially... I, I, I maybe can't catch him, but I think he's too careful and knows what he can fuck up and can fuck up. Yeah. He's the Hannibal Lecter of speedsters. Also, he I, never he never goes back and does he doesn't repeat himself. Mental shit. Yeah. Like he he goes to the nineteen thirties and he does stuff there and then he never goes back. He goes to the fifteen hundreds in England or something and then he never goes back there again. So he's constantly moving, and he's never repeating himself and going to the same place twice. That's my... That could be... As long as he doesn't time travel again, he should be fine. Like, the reason why Barry got in trouble in that one episode was because he was time traveling in the same city so much that it was disrupting the timeline. Which is so why... It's basically high. So Barry has essentially turned Central City into a time travel hotspot that's basically popping up on, I guess, a figurative monitor. Yeah. Well, to be fair, in the comics, uh, in the Flash comics... The, or the wormhole or two was behind the rec center. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. So, Flash, Barry Allen's probably done a lot to screw up Central City. Yeah, I bet. I mean, Central City just must be filled with holes and all kinds of weird stuff due to his time travel. Um, but yeah. Jesse learns some big lessons this episode, I guess. Uh, I don't know how she suddenly feels like she can be a hero. She literally spent one episode of training. But Legends is the same thing. So if if they all do it, then we have to give them a pass, right? Um, yeah. And Arrow has kind of been doing the same thing also. Um, Was that the one that, that like, the visual effects went top would... Use her power. I didn't hate that. Um, I don't. I know. don't like her power. I think her power is interesting. Yeah, like it's it's very it's a very simple power, and I wasn't sure if she actually had powers until she used it. Um, I was very confused as to why she was in a meta human cell, and we hadn't actually seen any abilities. But um, yeah, it was interesting. I, I thought that they were really. I thought it was re- really pared down and simple compared to some other metahuman powers we've seen. 
But yeah, I don't. Yeah, especially I, after last, especially after Magenta. Yeah, like I don't see how she could be a solo villain ever. I feel like she has to be paired with somebody else. But it was interesting, and she was very similar to Count Vertigo. Um, in at some points in his time on the show, but yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I feel like a natural. We got a natural segue here. Um, a certain Legends of tomorrow. A certain speedster made a a vocal cameo. Um, in Legends I of tomorrow, I lost my fucking mind when this happened. Yeah. But what about our favorite show ever, Arrow? No, we're we'll gonna save them for last. Um, <laughs> I actually took time out of my. I mean, I kind of fell asleep watching it. Kind of put me to sleep, literally. <laughs> I took time out of my week to take a nap. Yeah. No, I was actually watching, tried to catch up on everything in one day. Oh. And I, like, listeners, I've been sick for yeah. the past week. And I was, I was in bed. I had my iPad mini. I was watching t- stuff off my DVR from it. And I... The last thing I remember, the last thing I remember was him talking to Wild Dog about, and that was like the first five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't. We yeah, we can talk about how it wasn't well paced. It seemed. Yeah, it was really like almost disjointed. You had like the first part, which was breaking Diggle out of prison. Yeah, and then you also had the other part, which was. Uh, Ragman, Mr. Terrific, and the other couple of guys, or the, the other outsiders, save the police officers in prison from the weapons that uh, Tobias Church was getting. But other than that, that was the whole episode, basically. Yeah, this, I, I realized something throughout this whole thing. Marvel really fucked Arrow for me because, yeah. Every time I see Tobias Church, I think of Conmouth, then, then I think of yeah. Diamondback. And oh, I, think, I, I and cannot some, see him not as in Walking Dead. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't care for him in Walking Dead. Well, no, but, like, he has the same exact, like, facial hair, same exact Tom Rook. The only thing he's missing is a little beanie on his head. Hmm. And, be, and being dead. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> Well, he was first. Uh, I think Connor. he may have been playing the same type of shtick on uh, the wire when he was on that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have that much of a range. He he's typecast, I guess, as a tough guy. Huh. Yeah, because on the wire he was a boxer. Yeah. He's he's typecast as a TV actor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. This episode was. I actually liked it quite a bit, but I now that you guys are bringing it up, I do not remember what happened in this episode. Which, no, I, 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 I do. a very I, forgettable episode. It's good to know, because I totally didn't watch Arrow this week. No, uh... You didn't miss much, except Diggle is out of prison now. Yeah, Diggle's out of prison. Uh, hiding, hiding in the loft of the Hive building with yeah. uh, his wife. Because they built that set, and now it has to get its use. <laughs> they, have to, they have to get that money's worth. 
Um, I actually, I, so I remember most of the episode I, upon viewing it a second time. Uh, well, uh, the glorious is the glory of Ragman. Yeah. And I said Ragman. Yeah, Ragman's pretty great. No, I, I preach Ragman from the rooftops. Yeah. He's... Well, because he, he kind of quit in the episode, but then he... Yeah, he forgives uh, Felicity for the killing everybody. Well, no, he doesn't forgive, I guess. He just needs you know, says, to work with I, 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 He says something along the lines of, I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive you for something like this, but yeah. I have to move on or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the best uh, Mr. Trip, like, I want, get shot. just like Legends, I want him to become a legend just so he's not on Arrow and I mean, helps the show. It's like you want people to graduate off Arrow so they can be on more likable TV programming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eventually the Arrow spin-off, Arrow and the Outsiders, coming soon. Um, no. But the, I mean, I been, you have been asking. Ragman is probably the best character on Arrow. Like at this point, I think yeah. he is the only reason why like anyone should tune into Arrow right now. Is I, him. Here's the thing. Because Mister Terrific is just god awful. Really, I love him. <laughs> yeah, um, a part of why I love no, him is his, I love his comics no. accurate clothing. I love that he comments on everything that's going on. Oh, like yeah, he, it's like so – it's like fourth wall breaking, but it's not like Mr. Terrific, I guess. Because, yeah, I don't I, know. Because Mr. Terrific to me in my mind is basically a tech-savvy Luke Cage. Yeah, but isn't the thing also that he's the smartest guy in the room and he's one of the yeah. smartest people? So if he's the no, smartest – he's like the third or fourth smartest guy in, in the world. Right. So – in the room of Arrow, he is the smartest guy there. Yeah. If anybody's going to comment on what's going on, it's going to be the smartest guy in that entire universe. I mean, what else makes sense? He would be the one to point out what's going on. But we have to. are we going to pour one out for Wild Dog? Yeah. He might still be alive. He said that they were going that he leave a, like a shred left. Yeah, yeah, he might be still alive. Yeah, well, I think Wild Dog's fine. I think. Um. Yeah, I honestly don't remember this episode. Now that you all pointed out, I remember enjoying it though. That's the thing. I remember yeah, thinking. Yeah, I started posting that. You have been the staunchest uh, Arrow defender slash apologist the last two weeks that I know. Yeah, as someone who really I, hated the I show. I remember saying that you don't think it's going to last. I don't. I still don't. I'm waiting for this <laughs> show to blow up in my face. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready to pull oh, I, that cord. I, I enjoy the episode. It's just a matter of, like, it could be better. Yeah. Like, it, it could be better. Like, it's not hooking me, really, to, like, tune in every week. It's just kind of like, oh, Arrow's on. I guess I'll watch that. Yeah. It's not cool. like, oh, my gosh, Arrow's on. I'm like, eh. Yeah. It's like, maybe this will build out the universe a little bit more. It's going to introduce more characters. We're going to get more characters yeah. who could potentially be on Legends or a future team-up yeah, show. I mean, we're getting Ragman, a character that was maybe in a total of 20 comics over 40 years. Right. Or any of these Was characters. Was he a Silver Age or Golden Age character? Uh, he's he's been both. Bronze, I think. He's a. I think he was in gold. Because there was a there was a Silver Age character. There was a previous Mister yeah. Terrific. Um, yeah, Terry Swan. That's 
That's the one I wanted to come back. Wait, mm-hmm. Ragman or no, um, Mr. Terrific. I don't think that character will come back. Who are you saying is Silver Age? Uh, Silver Age or Golden Age? Because uh... Ragman number one came out in 1976. Yeah, that would be Silver Age. But yeah. Mr. Terrific, there was That's a. Silver. I I know that there's a Silver Age or a Golden Age of Mr. Terrific, but I I don't think they'll ever do that character in this show, and not unless they start doing stuff in the fifties and we find that there is one. But like when they did um, Wildcat, I want to say, is that who I'm thinking of? Who's the male guy who dresses up as a cat? Wildcat. Wildcat. I want to make sure. But in this universe, Wildcat is literally like he was there five years before Oliver showed up. So, or five years before the season that he debuted in. So, yeah. it was it was like Mr. Terrific, uh, Terry Sloan, Michael Holt, like whatever, uh, nineteen forty-two. Mm. So yeah, gold. Yeah, golden age. Yeah, because every time age. they bring they bring Terry Sloan back, like example, or, or, for yeah. example, or Terry, two. Terry Sloan is 1942. Michael Holt is 1997. Yeah. Every single time they brought back, lately, like, uh, the original Mister Terrific, he's been an evil prick. Yeah. They did the same thing with Our Man when they brought him back in R two. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I feel like they. Did kind of did they say that character's name when he was talking about the fair play jacket last episode? Because I, I honestly don't remember. That's why they I'm pulled asking. up a picture of a wrestling dude. Okay, like they actually like oh Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Well, no, like the, the reason, yeah, I'll I'm okay. Yeah, I'll be definitely that piqued my interest for Arrow this season because, um, long story short. Cody was working for WWE. He wasn't really satisfied with where he was going. The company kind of fucked him. And, and they tried to steal his name. Yeah, they tried stealing his name. And he had he had a previous relationship with Stephen Amell because Amell worked a wrestling program. And now, I guess, Amell is returning the favor. Hmm. Behind the scenes, behind the scenes wrestling stuff is more interesting than what happens on camera. Yeah. Ugh. I agree. Uh, Cody's, so, Cody's, yeah, Cody's good though. I'm kind of excited that he's going to be a uh, on TV uh, doing this. So, on appearances on Wikipedia for Ragman, hmm. uh, what in the Ragman signature series stuff and appearances yeah. on Wikipedia, they have punch comics or they have like four comics, then Arrow season five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His last thing like, was a, was a suit of souls one shot from six years ago. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's not a popular character. I mean, maybe this show will make him popular. Well, I think the one of the advantages these shows have is because they run, uh, you know, in comparison to the movies that they parallel between DC and Marvel, they have the opportunity to be a bit more long form. So to fill in gaps, they can go through their extensive catalog of characters and villains and. Yeah. You know, cherry-pick what they need. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We're on the fifth season of Arrow, and we're doing some deep cuts at this point. And it's stuff where it's like, I don't even recognize half of the characters that they're 
deep cutting. Like, they already went through Katana in Season 3. So the cuts are only going to get deeper from here. And who knows what characters might show up. That is part of... And they had had Harley Quinn for, I think, an episode or two. Yeah. Did they, or was it just like... I heard she was only referenced. No, no, she... You... She, uh, you hear her voice, but you don't actually see her face. Hmm. It's basically, uh, her voice actress from Arkham. Oh, yeah, it's right. Yeah. Okay. On. Boy, they, boy, they backpedaled that real fast when Suicide, Suicide Squad movie became a thing. Yeah. They, yeah, they were like, they can't, Stephen Mel in two, like, 2014 said that she'd be back. No, that's, on no. Tomorrow. No. Uh, like Phoenix Comic Con. Stephen Amell says a lot of things, um, which may or may not be true. Um, like, uh, he said that he was going to do a good job in TMNT. Um, uh, that's up for debate. Um, well, I mean, he was being worked against in that movie. Yeah. Um, Har- Harley Quinn isn't a deep cut, but yeah. Um, it's interesting. They they do keep on introducing characters. They drop something... You know what? There's one person that they should have broke, got out of prison with Diggle. Who? Deadshot. Okay, no, he's also, not actually yeah, there. Question back to that real quick. Is he dead or is he no, he's alive dead. and that was a figment of magic? I was confused last week. No, he's dead. Yeah. He was just a vision that Diggle's having. Which means Diggle is insane or unstable or something. Um, because from what I, when I saw the episode, he said... He got pinched for something after laying low for a while. Hmm. I mean, maybe he is still alive, which I'd actually like because he was one of my favorite parts of Arrow season one and two. So why not? Um, and also, he had a good he had a good backstory. Yeah, he, because we never saw his death though. He just got buried in the rubble uh, when the bomb went off. Yeah. I mean, I like Deadshot in general uh, across all platforms. So yeah. more of the more of him I see, I'll be happy. I don't like current Deadshot. Explain current Deadshot. What do you mean exactly? Do you mean in the books? I'm talking about There's like four current Deadshots. Do you mean in the books? And do you mean Will Smith? What do you? In the comics. Okay, in the comics. Yeah, that's it's just terrible. That's fine. Like if you said the comics or the video game, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like I, he's not the best in the Arkham games, but he's all right. He's he's an accurate costume, so that's something. Um. Except for this boss back uh, Okay, yeah. Uh, Lawn later appears as a hallucination to Diggle during his time in prison in a matter of trust. Yeah. Yeah. He's... <laughs> yeah. Also, okay, so something that they drop this episode and they keep on doing it in Arrow and I feel like it's never going to pay off. This is sort of their version of doing how references is they keep on dropping Cord Industries over and over and over again. And it's just like, okay, come on. Stop doing this. Like, there was a point where Brandon Routh was playing Ted Cord. He wasn't... Well, that was the original... That was, who, that, that was the original name for the character. He was and, He was a different character. Was, before, yeah. He would be, he'd make a better um, Ted Cord than Ray Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. But they keep on dropping it. Uh, maybe that's what they're going to do in these shows. They're always going to drop references to characters that it will never show up. Uh, uh, we got Superman. They set the bar pretty high on that one. Yeah, but that Another was less was The Omac Project? 
They have dropped that a lot, haven't they? Well, what's the Legends version of that? What's the thing that they keep on dropping that they haven't really done yet? Because cause they, they, don't, they don't really do that. Like, we, sh- we saw Jonah Hex. And we... Maybe the Legion uh, Rings will be their version of it. <laughs> we'll never actually see the Legion. Charging Rock. Maybe. So many characters. The, the DC bench just keeps on getting so so deep. I mean, we didn't, last year we didn't think we'd see King Shark. Yeah, but that's because Maybe nobody thought we'd ever by, see King Shark. Like we did. Again, a great job by David Hayter. Yeah. He did a great job. David, David Hayter was voicing King Shark? Yeah, we yeah. discussed this in like the first episode. <laughs> No, we were discussing this on the, uh, on the, yeah, uh, on, no, in the Zero episode. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Well, the uh, first episode we recorded, but yeah. Look, um, look y'all, y'all lucky I remember every week when we record, okay? Yeah. Um, I, I don't have anything else to say on Arrow, so unless you guys have something worth, worth mentioning. Not really. Okay. I don't, I don't think I want to talk about Arrow anymore this week. Okay. That's flashback to my brilliant segue, guys. Um, <laughs> Flash. So, so, yeah, Flash was on Legends. It was uh, Grant Gustin confirmed oh. on Twitter that it was him. And it was a very grizzled voice, very Dark Knight Returns sure. version of the Flash. Um, and it was really enjoyable. And they've sort of set up a mystery box for the rest of the season, it seems. Or, Can I just say that we... As a DC for the DC TV or Channel Fifty Two, we got our Firestorm feel, uh, fix this week, and that and that the person, the woman, the alien woman, mm. who was flight, throwing the planes, mm. they looked a lot like the uh, radi- radiation blasts from Firestorm. Yeah, they're very similar. They feel akin. Um, I really like Legends of Tomorrow, especially this season. This season has been awesome. Because it has Eobar Dawn. Well, no, it's not just that. Like he's been look, Eobar has been present for a collective four minutes. Yeah, like in, it's not just the three episodes. Thought. It's not just that. It's like the team. Your favorite thing? Solid. He stuck his hand or his arm. Okay, look. No one cheered harder than me when he murdered Rex Tyler. Okay. Let me finish my fucking point. Um. No, it's just an awesome adventure show, and the team is... Yeah. It, it's so much more rounded, and I like their chemistry, and Mick Rory is hilarious every time I see him. Yep. His ninja obsession this episode was... Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that was great. I oh, mean... Ninja. Yeah. Just... I, 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 I was... eyes bugged at the end of the episode when he gets the ninja star, I fell off my chair. Yeah, that was... That was also... So many great parts of... And, um... Yeah. So many good things about this episode. My brother did point something out to me uh, while we were watching it. Um, that why did he take the time to take off that ninja's costume and put the ninja's costume on? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just? Because he's obsessed with the ninjas, bro. I think it, I think it's, it's easily explainable as like he's Rick Moore, he's he's Mick Rory, and he's just fucking nuts. Okay, I, I, that's acceptable. I can imagine him off screen going like, "I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this costume." He, yeah, he he he's a, he likes to narrate his own life. I guarantee it. <laughs> he's so good. But yeah, he's great. Um, 
Katie Lotz is stepping up as like the lead of the show. Say Sarah Lance is officially now the least annoying member of her family. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she's always she always has been. Um, But uh, what about Laurel? (sighs) Yeah, don't get me started on Laurel Lance. Don't just accept that. Just accept that double sigh as a as a solid reaction. I I just want to say Laurel Lance. Laurel Lance. That's because that's a name that we don't get anymore. And thank thank God. As I say, um, when uh, she did when Rebirth first started, and when the first issue of uh, Green Arrow came out, someone tweeted that Ron Richards of iFanboy was like. So they they finally had the, the issue where Oliver meets Laurel. Oh God! Completely getting comic book well, their comic book stuff wrong. Well, okay. Yeah, it, it dawned on me the other day. Like, I guess we'll never meet Dinah Lance in the uh, Arrow universe. No, we have. We have. No, her okay. full name is Diana Laura Lance. That's uh, her full name. They just call it a Laurel. This is how much I've given a collective shit about Arrow. Yeah, they call her Laurel, they call her mom Dana, so they don't confuse them. Um, And her mother is River Song. Well, yeah. Okay, you should have saved that so we have a Doctor Who reference for next week, Alan. God damn it. Damn Um, it. And now I I have to get my planned one out of the way in this this episode, alright? They have, like, the fucking... The translating candy they have is basically the, the psychic field the TARDIS generates to understand yeah. foreign languages. Or the universal translators from Star Trek Next Generation. It's like a... Yeah. Or the Babelfish from Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, we're just going to go through all the translators. Or, yeah, or every sci-fi trope ever. <laughs> yeah. Every sci-fi... Yeah. In Stargate, where they suddenly don't have to spend the entire time trying to translate shit. Speaking in- <laughs> No, no, they did have to translate on Stargate. No, it's like five minutes in the show compared to the movie where it's an entire plot line. Uh, but yeah. Every episode of Stargate uh, SG-1 or Atlantis, either Rodney McKay or Daniel Jackson is re- reading up on a book. Right, but okay, compared to the movie. Yeah, but, but okay, but James Spader literally spends 88 minutes just between two people deciphering language and, yeah. and like it's it's the percentage of concentration his job on that. in that movie is to point at things and decipher them that's yes. what he does I mean they they kind of shift it from Jackson to O'Neill in the show okay we're we're not talking about Stargate so guys just, god damn okay, it so the the destroyed uh it of course, he had to. Uh, Ray Palmer had to come to fruition and destroy his own child, basically, which is the Adam suit, yeah. to uh, save, I guess, all of Japan, basically, from the evil Shogun guy. Yeah. Um, so now Ray Palmer is suitless, so he'll have to build one. So we'll probably have next episode him building one or uh, trying to get together stuff to build one or something. I think or we get he Adam goes suit and, I think we get a new suit. A yeah. Better one. Yeah. Something shiny. Citizen Steel officially turns into steel. Yeah. I liked him outside of the doofy-ass move they had him where he knocks fucking Ray Palmer through the goddamn ship and causes this whole mess in the first place. Yeah. It's like, I'm having fun! Shoulder tackle. And then he has performance hard. issues later in the episode where he just yeah. can't uh, turn turn hard. Yeah. Can't hard. Yeah, just can't get it up. <sighs> the, 
the literal innuendo right there. That, really funny. But yeah, it's yeah. Um, Except she joins the team. Yeah, she officially joins the team, and uh, her and Nick Rory because she just like she hangs out to beat everybody up because she thinks they killed Rex Steel. Yeah. Um, and then even though it was me, Barry, like it was me. Oh, don't get me started because I will talk endlessly about how that scene was the coolest two minutes. Of the I, team I just wanted to add on that that was the sequence of events. So mad that I wasn't here last week. I mean, not I was at Fright Dome, which is cool to a fault. Um, but um, yeah, last week was awesome. Anyway, this week Japan. I love feudal Japan, so I was yeah. excited for this. Anyway, I thought it was funny that he knew which uh, which century he was in immediately after crashing. Just on the architecture. Well, there was, was there any architecture near him? He was just the in temple. like a bunch of trees, it looked like. He just looked at the temple thing, the big-ass temple. He was like, oh. I didn't see the temple. Like, he licks his fingers, he at the sticks temple. it in the air and goes, hmm, 1500s. Yeah. I could buy that he knows he's in Japan. <laughs> I could... God damn it. Um, yeah, I could... <laughs> I could buy that he's in Japan, that he knows he's in Japan. Like, oh, I, I know yeah. those trees. But, uh... I mean, he's supposed to be, like, a super historian, so, I mean... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It so was, my question it was is, what, what was the point of that... Of, uh... His... Uh, of Ray Palmer's... Mentor guy for the episode? What was um, the point of them... Uh, or asking of the last name? What do you mean? Oh, oh, that's, um, oh, the sword? It was, that's the guy from Arrow, the, um, ninja dude from season, what, four, three? Uh, where they go to Japan, and then that's, um... Oh! Wait, are you saying that this is, uh, Katana's, um, Katana's boy? Yeah. Oh! I knew the name sounded familiar. Yeah, like, I had to think about it for a second, and I was like, oh, that's the dude from Arrow. I don't remember how to pronounce that name, but... Okay, well, all right. Huh, so was that sword, was that Soul Eater? I think so. I think that's who it was supposed to be. Huh. Interesting. Well, I guess in this universe, Soul Eater is just a sword anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Yeah, but, yeah, because that's supposedly Katana Sword. Okay. Well, that changes this whole episode for me a little bit. I I have a whole new appreciation for an entire subplot. Um, well, season three, yeah, season three. Yeah. I'll saw you. Yeah. Uh, I did like the effects on Citizen Steel. Um, yeah, they looked really good. Game, they looked really good as compared to like yeah, some Yamashiro. Stuff. Yeah, he said Yamashiro. Yeah, Tatsu Yamashiro. Yeah. Um, yeah. T- okay, Arrow Season 3 is not something we need to talk about. Um, <laughs> second half specifically, but that, n- nonetheless. Um, I also like the presence of Citizen Steel, giving the team like another kind of, uh, I-, I guess you say heavy hitter. Because yeah. Before, that was Hawkman, Hawkgirl, and then Hawkman got stabbed. Uh, eight times. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that this team is just... It's becoming more... Uh, I, I want to say... 
disparate. Like, they're not all the same thing. Or I mean, like, it still bothers me that we have two guys whose thing is fire, but McRory has jokes, so that's his actual superpower. Yeah, like, I think McRory's superpower is to be the uh, completely inappropriate one. Yeah. He's... God, I, now that you guys mentioned it, I just keep thinking about that ninja star and the way his eyes light up. It's really great. And I like what you're trying to kill. Like ninja star. Yeah, and I love the way I love that Vixen sees right through him, and it's never said, but it's I in my head canon. Uh, Mick Rory is being good, and he's still with the team uh, in honor of Snart. He's that's why he's still there because Snart risked his life being good, doing good, and that's why he's part of the team now. That's why he hasn't left and gone off to be a criminal again. It's in honor of I'll, his fallen I'll, buddy. I was thinking he's sincerely enjoying himself. Yeah, he enjoys. I mean, like back in Central City, like what is he? He doesn't have any in Central City, and like this, he has like he, he gets a time travel. He gets to go beat things up. Yeah. Um, and light things on fire. He's he's everything he wants. I mean, and he can pretty much. Without consequence. Yeah, he's gotten to beat up ninjas and Nazis, and next week he gets to beat up zombies. Like <laughs> Confederate Nazi or Confederate zombies. Confederate Nazis is its own thing altogether that actually exists modern today. Uh, today. Uh, so next week is that the Jonah Hex episode? Uh he might show up. I guess it would be. Well, I see why he wouldn't. Here's the thing, so, be... that, that is getting very eerily close to the uh, Jonah X 2010 movie. Can you I not mean, bring that up? Yeah. Well, that movie's not continuity, so uh, don't worry about it. That um, not, I'm mad that movie is continuity in the real world, okay? I'm just, <laughs> but, um, well, that's the thing. He would still be on the Confederate Army. So if he's showing up as a zombie, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> It would have to be pre-Scar Jonah Hex. Uh, I feel like he'd be immune to becoming a zombie after he was dead anyway, because he's already been he's already been brought back. Yeah, and I guess the problem would be in his first episode in this show, he didn't know the legends. He knew Rip, so if they showed up, it would kind of ruin the continuity. Unless he's just really good at pretending. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a fun episode. Um. Like I said, I like the setting. Uh, Ray having destroyed his suit. Uh, Vixen's cool. Sarah's an awesome leader. And we got that audio file from Barry. Uh, way into the future. Um, 2056, I think it was. The yeah. Day. Yeah. And I think... This seems way too far ahead for the crossover. Um, I'm thinking this is a reverse. Would make Barry, like, what, 60-something? Yeah. And this would be after whatever crisis causes him to go missing. So Yeah, he disappears in 20, 24. 24. So this is 30 years after that. If we assume that he came back sometime soon after that. Um, yeah. I think this is Thawne related because Thawne is from way far uh, yeah. in the future. I don't... I feel like... Part of me says that this is crossover related, um, but I don't really know. Or it's just I'm starting to think this crossover is not going to be as simple as the Dominators, even though that doesn't sound as simple, you know, as people would think with an alien invasion and all. Um, I don't know, like Thawne being the presence he is on Flash, and then 
Like I, when, what's on? When I heard he's gonna be villain in this. I'm like, oh okay. And next to uh, Damien Dark, like okay, we've seen Damien Dark what twice, mm-hmm. and he didn't do a whole lot. And we have Reverse Flash murdering members of the Justice League, the Justice Side of America, and stealing ancient artifacts. Like mm-hmm. he is up to something massive. Yeah. He seems to be the one manipulating everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the thing. The connecting thread, as it were. Like, it is interesting. I'm I'm really curious where this is all going, where this is all heading. Um, but, like, I thought that that was the best use of Barry outside of just having him show up in a, a show. It's future Barry, and he sounds completely different and he's just like he has a beard yeah well we don't see him of course unless... no but I'm saying it sounds like he's just a bearded old man on a porch. oh yeah he, he sounds like the way they made Stephen Mel sound in the future version of Arrow yeah yeah with uh like he's just been drinking whiskey yeah um but the the secrecy of the room though and where the, the uh where are they discovered this voice message is all the more intriguing because yeah. Rip knew about it. Rip literally sealed it away in some part of the ship that contains a fucking armory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Are, are we going to talk about the director of this episode? Who was it? Kevin Tankaren, who was the guy who was... Shut the, the hell up. I'm not lying. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The Mortal Kombat Rebirth dude? Yep, him. Holy shit. Really? Okay. That's awesome, because that's, I mean, good. Now he's officially made up for making fame. Um, I mean, I love the Mortal Kombat stuff, but come on, man. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sorry if I'm distracted, guys, but like I said, I'm watching Spawn. <laughs> so, uh, uh. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Legends. It was a good episode, um... I thought everybody everybody brought it. Um, there wasn't really a weak link. Uh, I could have used more of both halves of Firestorm, but I understand that they're setting up a mystery, so keeping that mystery a mystery is harder if you show more of them. So They also seem to do less, like, we rarely ever see the two of them out, so to say, in the field together anymore. Yeah. Which is probably a cut back in the effects budget, I get that. Yeah. Oh, and you guys will never guess who's directing uh, next week's episode. Who? The director of Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, wow. Okay. That gives that gives a whole new context to what this next oh, episode's okay. going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, the zombies are... Okay, I'm excited now. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's not... Not, not, not next week um, uh, The week after Okay then who's doing The zombie episode A guy who's A uh, CW guy Okay just like uh-huh. A CW Regular guy Missed opportunity Yeah uh, They could I really wish they went, they went back to Joe Dante That would That would be great I mean Joe Dante should get More work In general But no, I mean, because he directed last year's episode with the... Uh, well, yeah, the, I know. The Night of the Hawkman. Yeah. Oh, really? That's not the best episode. <laughs> but I, I don't blame him for that at all. There are, there are some weaker episodes from the first season. But Yeah, really anything 
anything Hawkman related was pretty weak. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying, I'm a little mad about that they've got Gregory Smith uh, directing Invade the the uh, the last part of the, the Invasion crossover. Uh. We are Kevin Smith. No, no Gregory Smith. At, I know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. The Everwood kid. Alright, well, anything else to say on Legends? Any news that's worth talking about? Um, I don't think there's any... Um, was there any news at all? Any comic news? Anything been? I don't think anything Maybe happened. I mean... The Alan is coming back. In comics? Not Ray Palmer, but... Brett, but... Okay. Oh, no, I do um, remember hearing about that. Yeah. Ryan Troy. Oh, okay. He's going to be part of the Steve Orlando's Justice League of America. Hmm. I'm still catching up on Rebirth stuff, and I'm f- f- seriously in love with Batman Rebirth and Batman, um, Batman uh, All-Star Batman. Yeah. And also, uh, Vixen was part of it. Black uh, Canary. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Ray. Interesting. Dare I say, I am as also in love with... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, just Killer Frost. Or Killer Frost is all smoke people. Hmm. And, of course, because you see Batman. Hmm. I would say, I, am, I think I'm as in love with the Batman Rebirth stuff as I am in hate with Civil War 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't read events, so I, Fuck I don't... Fuck that whole arc. God damn, everyone's so... Fucking unlikable, and Carol Danvers is unbelievably nasty. I hate it. Yeah, all I can say is it's been affecting my Power Man and Iron Fist, and I haven't been loving how it's been. It's mm, it's it's like this past, not to spoil too much, but this past issue, it seemed like as if my thoughts were leaping off the page. Every every side of this argument, save like five people, were like, "This is dumb. We're leaving," and they did. Yeah. I just, yeah, I've never been able to go back and read the original Civil War just because it just sounded uninteresting to me. It just uh, let me tell you something. It is, um, it is astounding compared to this dribble. Okay, well, I, I'll trust you on that. And, <laughs> <laughs> I just at, at the very, and this, I said in the Phantom Zone, the group, um, Facebook group, Phantom Zone, join it. Um, at the very least, like it or hate the first Civil War, the first Civil War had. An argument which both sides could be discussed and thought about, and you could actually have a talk over it. Yeah. This side is Tony Stark going like, "You're being irrational," and Carol Danvers is like basically sticking her hand in her nose and going, Bleh. "No, I'm not," and arresting people without cause. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of made, it kind of ruined. She's ignoring. She's ignoring lots of rationale. She's ignoring things that make sense, and she's essentially making everything worse. Um, uh, seemingly on purpose. Yeah, I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name names, but as to who I blame for this, Bendis. Okay, is he even, <laughs> is he even in control, or who's yeah, writing that writing series? <sighs> Brian Bendis and uh, David Marquez. 
I don't know. Fascinating. All right. Well, I think that about sums it up. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's all we got for. That's what we have for you this week, Chris. You wanna you wanna wrap us up? That concludes this week's edition of the Phantom Zone podcast. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, The Phantom Zone. Just type it in there. It should pop right up. And don't forget to email questions to zonersgroup at gmail.com. And I am Chris Smith. This is Connor McGraw. It was me, Barry. Follow me on Twitter at West Commander. Alan Muir. Who are you supposed to be? A pimp stormtrooper? Follow me at Yalamir. And Arlen Harrow. I am the Alpha. Follow me on a, at AA Harrow on Twitter. Don't forget, as always, Excelsior. Excelsior.